Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrich. Quarter's a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Perth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrich here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Yes, and welcome to the Quarters and Barra podcast. I'm Glenn Quartermain, Chief Sports Reporter for the West Australian. With me is the great man, Adrian Barrich. Oh, I don't know about that. Good bloke, <laughs> Channel 7 gun, West Coast Eagle and Perth President. Uh, welcome, Barra. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch and please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you need it. Barra, a big 24 hours. Oh, yeah. For the AFL and really for the country with yeah. the introduction, the announcement of a 19 licence going to Tasmania. And how do you think the reception... Oh, I think it's fantastic. I think the reception's been great. I think it's great that Tassie finally get the opportunity. A lot of friends of mine like Rodney Ede, you know, Rocket. Oh, he, Rocket. Over the moon. Over the moon, mate. Well, his dad Richo. used to run footy in Tasmania. Did he? Rocket Ede's wow. dad, yeah. And Matthew Richardson, fantastic guy. Like, yeah. he's got the biggest smile on his face. So, for Tasmania, absolutely sensational. Um, it's going to, we need to probably discuss what the concessions are going to be because yeah. it's going to decimate the bottom teams for about three years in a row. If you're down the bottom in 27, 28, 29, you are in strife. So they are getting uh, four or five first-round picks uh, in 2027, 2028, 2029. They will be required to trade two of those picks at each draft for experienced players. So they're looking for the balance between youth and experience. They're mm. learning the lessons from the Gold Coast and GWS. If you don't get the trade in, you can roll it over to the next year. Yeah, Bottom line is they're trying to ease the burden on the other teams, but I'm not sure how they no, do with not. this. No, they're not. They're not trying to ease <laughs> no burdens, mate. What they're trying to do is to make sure that the Tasmania doesn't sit on the bottom yep. or second bottom a la GWS and the Gold Coast when they first came in. I think they were 16th and 17th or whatever, how many teams there were at that time. So they want them to finish somewhere between 6 and 10 or 6 and 12. Mm. I mean, it's a bold move. And and firstly, you have to convince folks to go down there and you have to pay the extras, don't you, really? So they're going to get an, another million bucks in their salary cap, which will get, as you know, will get sucked up pretty quickly, a million bucks, won't yeah, well, it? Yeah, oh, it doesn't last, yeah. Because anyone who going down there are going to say, if they're not Tasmanian, any of the stars, they're going, no, hang on, I want extra. I want 20% extra. You know, they want big money to go down there. Retaining them is going to be the big thing too, isn't it? You don't want them after two years doing a Giants thing and all their good players and all their great picks get picked off. So you almost need a moratorium, don't you, that somehow that they keep their draft and their zone and their re- uh, free agency concessions over, what, five? years yeah maybe or seven i think the key to we hard for the other clubs the key too is when you say retention i think the lesson with gws was you get all these number one draft picks together and at some point you're going to burst the salary cap so mm. you've got to got to look at how they manage that so the good thing is they're trying to they've looked really deep yeah. and hard at this they're trying they want them to do well and that's the thing that's really come through they didn't want the dockers to do well they mm. didn't give a stuff they gave the, nothing to the, the dockers. dockers got bugger all they gave everything to the giants every- and the eagles got a pretty good early days yeah oh eagles had that's that's why the, that's why fremantle got stuff all in terms of all. players they got no, nothing yeah. else but in terms of players they but did. they just thought wow this is amazing and then the eagles did so well that they thought gee that was too much 
we need to wind it back. So they probably do, but they're saying let's put every a lot of stuff outside the salary cap. So any Tasmanian-born person, footballer, uh, they're saying let's make twenty percent of their salary outside the salary cap. So, so to encourage them to stay there and also play, but also to be able to fit them in, like you just said, relocation allowances. We call it the old cola. Yeah, keep that outside the salary cap. You know, like sp- uh, full spend on the footy department plus ten percent or something. You well, know, and hopefully by that stage the soft caps back up too, because that's something it will be for them. Don't worry, mate. Yeah. Well, know. it should be Barra because they need this to work, as you said, and I think it will work. I think we've seen a bit of a drain on junior footballers in Tasmania. That mm. I expect. To Reverse instantly. Oh, there'll be no one coming out of there now. Because while you've had, yeah, while <laughs> you'll be staying in the state, won't yeah, they? while you've had Hawthorne or North Melbourne doing a pretty good job, and by the way, getting a fair bit back, but over you know the last couple of decades, they haven't been their team, so they haven't fully mm. embraced them. They will fully embrace this. There is a North and South divide. The ga- the, the team will be based in Hobart, right. so it'll be really interesting to see um, how. You, I mean, Barry, you, they talk about the North and South, the river here. It's got nothing on North and South. Yeah. Yeah, really? It's huge. Oh, so that's interesting. So in that respect, so there's no chance of it being the Hobart uh, Harlequins. No, it has to be Tasmania. So it has to – because there is some push. It's in Hobart. No, called the Hobart. It has to be Tasmania. So they're trying to re- unite the state, really. They so are. But you're saying they're not united it's at interesting. the moment. It's interesting. Is on it a state? It's so a state, isn't it? It is a state. Yeah, it's a state. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, but the, the thing Another is – territory. The thing is the – I spoke to Alex Pierce, of course, Fremantle captain. He's from the northern part of Tasmania. And I spoke to his dad a couple of years ago when I was doing a big read on Alex. Mm-hmm. Terrific football family, terrific people. Yeah. And he um, he said, mate, that's overplayed. I don't think the divide's as big as you think. But you speak to other people who say it is still real. So I, I've been there a lot and you can feel it. They're very different, the north and the south. But I think are they the, different people? Oh, so just, not, no, not different people. So they're not all related, like people say. <laughs> no, no, um, different parts. They're just the north coast is very different to the south. Coast. The Tasmanian cousins. That's right. Could that yeah. be the team? It could be. That's a joke. Look, um, the Devils will be the name, <laughs> but there's problems there with Warner Brothers. The, de- the Devils will be the name, will it? They'll Warner, make well, some deal with Warner Brothers. Well, they haven't, but I'm just saying they have to because for me, while. Um, Gill and McLaughlin did say the Tasmanian people will own this team. They'll come up with whatever name they want. But come on. The Devils just... Got to be the Devils. But That jumper probably needs upgrading, though. Oh, the Tassie jumper. That'll be upgraded. But that devil that, that Warner Brothers pumped... Looney Tunes has pumped all that money into. That'll, that'll, that'll be transferable. I haven't seen, it hasn't been reeled out much, has it? The devil. What about the Islanders? Matthew Richardson said it should be the Islanders. Yeah, the Tassie look, Islanders. That's... Not a bad name. Uh, the, you, they can't be the Apples. Imagine playing against no. the Apples. All the, clown, all the clowns out there are coming up with the mappers. Yep, yep, yep. That's right. Well, I once had a dog called Tassie, and it, had, <laughs> it actually had a uh, map of Tasmania on its chest, which is why we called it Tassie. So I used to yell out the back door, map of, and it would come running. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, mate, the Jack, the Jack Jumpers. This is a family podcast. Jack, We've got to move on. <laughs> the Jack Jumpers would be um, a, a little story. bit concerned. Anyone over six foot, anyone over six foot one will be. You know, imagine the development that they're going to pump into footy down there, oh, yeah. and also in terms of um, keeping track of anyone over six foot one, yeah. any any male, oh, and, yeah. and probably have a female team at some stage. So the Jack Jumpers, what a great name, the Jack Jumpers. When they first came up with that, the basketball team, I we, hated it. We thought it was Puparama, but as it turned out, it, it was actually grows on you. So maybe maybe it doesn't have to be the Devils. Maybe there is a, another name there. I'm sure there'll be plenty of names um, thrown out there. Is there Pelicans down there? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, Pelicans. I mean, the Pelicans are big in We're the NBA. We're talking about if there was a WA team, the Southwest Pelicans. That was um, touted. Yeah, it sounds crap at the start, but it, that would grow on you, the Pelicans. Yeah, look, it would, but the I just... The Tassie Pelicans. Have you ever seen a Tassie Devil? <laughs> Beck's laughing. Have you ever actually seen one <laughs> seen in the a, wild? Seen a what? A Tassie Devil. No. Oh, Tassie Devil. Yeah. So the tigers are extinct, aren't they? They're gone. They've been well. They say there may be one or two that yeah. they, because the southwest corner of Tasmania, right? It is so wild. Hinterland. They reckon there's parts for a small place. There's parts of the southwest that no human has ever set foot. No, they do say that. Are you serious? It's inaccessible. Wow. So they reckon there could still be some hiding down there, but the devil. So the, 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 the devils are what, in zoos, are they? No, no. The devils are in the wild. But um, so there's a place called Cradle Mountain. You don't see them in the wild, surely. You do. You do? Yeah, there's a place called Cradle Mountain, and um, what they do at night time, oh, it's great, I've stayed there. You, you get, you're in this you know warm um, hotel with the fire yeah, yeah, raging, yeah. but outside they have this big wooden platform and they put all their rotten vegetables on it, and all the wild animals come from the the, the bush or into the seriously. And you see a few devils and is yeah, that right? Yeah, what are they they're not like, big. They're little black little like about the size of a pug. Yeah, about that. No, yeah. a bit bigger, but bigger uh, they're not big. But they're vicious things. You don't want to go near them. I can tell you, they are quite vicious. Sheepers. Eat each Mate, I'm other learning too. something on this show. <laughs> hey, listen, two things I wanted to talk to you yep. about. The stadium. Oh, I do want to talk about that. Now, that 27,000? 23, and it's way too small. What is going on there? They just want to fill it, do they? They want to fill it. It's going to have Cost a roof. too much. It's got to have a roof, thankfully. Mate, well, you know what that means? You know what it means with the, with the roof? I mean, it doesn't rain much in Tassie. People think it does, but... No, but it is cold. But and the, it, it's just for the cold weather, yeah. isn't it? But that means no cricket, no international cricket. If you have a roof, you can't have international cricket. Like the ICC's now said, we're not having balls. Right? We're not having balls pinging off the roof. Okay, you know what I mean. In, in, so there's in, no more cricket at Docklands. So they, I, anyway, I checked it out and they said because they've got a roof and if they won't get international cricket. Just play Bellaroo, cr- but just, that sounds crazy. But does. wouldn't you want to have cricket? You would. You would. And do you need a roof? I, you've, you've been yeah, you down do. there on your bucks nights. I think these days... How cold does it get, cold. Raymond? Didn't you say the, the, cold. co- the coldest summer you ever experienced oh, was, yeah. in, it was down there? Yeah, it was. Um, you were wearing that, a jumper in that, summer. And I have been... Some bloke sledged you or something. And I lived in London for four years, so <laughs> that's saying something. Um, it does get cold. It's a beautiful, beautiful place, though. But the thing that concerns me about the 23,000 capacity is... I think they're underestimating the people who will fly down from Melbourne and from and from WA mm. from interstate. It's only an hour from Melbourne. They all get hordes going down there when their teams play, and a, you could go down in the morning, go back at night. Well, quite they could. Easily. I mean, you, the team could be the Tasmanian holidays. It could be because you Victorians. That's that is exactly what you do, don't you? Yep, we you love work, going you down, work down to Tassie. there. Twenty three thousand. That that is the ultimate boutique stadium. Yeah. Yeah, it's the I boutique think, of all boutiques. Thankfully, we've still got a little bit of time. It's not going to be constructed, they say, completed till 2029. Maybe they rethink this when they just think it, think it through a bit Mate, more. building Crunch costs. the numbers. I don't, I don't know if they can, because yeah. of building costs now and inflation. I know at Perth Footy Club, just us trying to rebuild, you know, do our development there, the building costs are enormous. So if we're, just on another issue, if we're saying that, when these draft picks come around, if you're down the bottom, you're going to be in a bit of strife. Who? What are the teams? I mean, are we talking Richmond? Because they're just in 2027 about to start a rebuild. 2027. Yeah, you're in a well, bit of trouble. Well, Richmond is 16th, aren't they? Could, could Geelong be one of those teams, or yeah. are they going okay or with their you, youth? Or do you back Geelong to be out of? You know what? Oh, they have done a magnificent it, job so far, but sooner or later the cliff comes, Barra. 
What if North's still down there then? Yeah, well, They'll they be, can't be, surely. You know what? They, sh- they should have actually – I mean, this, this will, you will hate this, but 20 teams is too many. Mm-hmm. There needs to either be conferences – or, or some teams have to disappear. And I hate to say that because, you know, if it was the West Coast Eagles or the Dockers, I wouldn't be happy. But And if it was Hawthorne, well, Hawthorne almost went. Don Scott had to rip a jumper well, in front of merging, everyone. that was merging with Melbourne, which would have been a disaster. Mm. There's, a, there's a brown and gold hawk on a – Velcro's hawk on a Melbourne jumper. Mm. I remember he ripped it off. I know, ripped it off. We go – under, it was like when uh, Charlton Heston held up that rifle was, and said, you know. This cold steel blade in my hand, he said. <laughs> he's, no, he said something about his cold hand. He'd, he he'd have to be dead before they changed the, the gun laws, yeah. Um, I think, um, look, it's an interesting point with the 20 teams because there will be an even number. They don't like odd numbers, know. the AFL. Where it happens, I don't think it will happen here. I don't think it's feasible. I think they'll go with a Northern Territory or North of Australia or something like that. But anyway, I think when they get to 20 teams, they seriously have to look at two conferences. Mm. And I think what that will do, Barra, and you'll know all about this because you lived it, is ease the burden on West Australian teams in particular. I'm not saying they won't travel, but there'll be less travel. And I think Mm. it's real. And it's not whinging. It is absolutely bona fide real that there is an issue with travel and I reckon it's got a lot to do with injuries and recovery so I think eventually and let's be honest we follow America and everything so uh, I think there'll be conferences so why couldn't you get rid of a few teams though um, because they don't want to go. I mean, <laughs> the team's most likely in North Melbourne and St Kilda, and they've been given opportunities to mm. uh, relocate, and they won't do it. i tell you what, if North is still struggling in 2027, like they've gone back to where they were under Clarko yep. now, haven't they? So You can't keep handing out money. They haven't got their right... They haven't got the strategy right yet at North Melbourne, have they? I know it's it's still early for North, for he hasn't really had their hands on the reins long enough, but he seems to be playing a lot of older blokes. Yeah, I don't know why he's doing that. Mm. I mean, if you've got the youth there, I mean, he he says you need experience to teach them on the field. So that's why you've got a Liam Shields there. That's yeah. why you've got a um, Daniel but he, Howe there. But, but, but he he bit the bullet with Goldstein and dropped mm, him. That round was round one. one. Yeah, you can't have him in. Good positions. You can't have them in important positions. You've got to have young blokes in the key positions yeah. so they learn. You can have them around the fringe to help them and maybe they play every second week. But I think – anyway, that's another story. Hey, one more on Tasmania. Yep. Sure. I, I noticed that they've got a father and son clause. Yes. What is that? For the whole of Tasmania. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if you're a player who's played 100 games, AFL games, and you're from Tasmania, your son is a – they have an opportunity to grab your son. Mm-hmm. Now, that happened when I – started at West Coast and in fact my son how's <laughs> this right so they split the clubs once the Dockers came in they split the clubs bet- initially the Eagles had everyone and then after the Dockers came in they split it so Perth was actually part of the Dockers yep. so if my son does knock on the door for AFL he can either go to the Eagles under father and son but as it turned so, out he didn't play so enough, how many ga- oh, I didn't play okay. enough games okay. but he can also go to the Dockers under father and son and the father and son one for the Dockers is less game. So if he if he oh, goes go to the Dockers, that's all right. Isn't <laughs> it? He could go to the Dockers. But the 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 prime example was Ben Cousins. So Ben Cousins had an opportunity to play for the Dockers, the Eagles, and Geelong. He did because yeah. his dad was at Geelong, played enough games. His dad uh, under the Perth games qualified. Brian was a terrific footballer. Yeah, and then West Coast as well. So in the end, he chose the West Coast Eagles. So that's what. 
Tasmania will have, which is a huge advantage. Well, and only 100 games. Probably should be if you're talking about ta- that heritage, that Tasmanian heritage. And you think about Tasmania, I think about Daryl Bordock, I think about yeah. Peter Hudson, I think about Rodney Ead, Ian Stewart, triple Brownlow medalist, but even Royce Hart. Richo's kids, you know, yeah. like all the kids that come through. They Jack can, Rewalt. Yeah, the Revolt family. When you think about it, that's that's going to take a, a lot of kids out of the pool I think as well. the re- I think... Um, Nick was Gold Coast, wasn't he, eventually? And Jack was Tassie because they're cousins, mm. I think. But anyway, yeah, Jack, Jack Rewalt's kid, certainly. So no, I, should be CEO. It should – the Richmond boss. Brendan Gale. Yeah, has to be. it has to be Gale. So I reckon he will end up at the AFL, and I reckon what will happen is he will be like 2IC to Andrew Dillon with a view to perhaps taking that over eventually, and I think he will be involved in the Tasma- the setup of Tasmania. I, that's just my guess. Mm. I don't. I haven't got intel. But it's only four years away. Yeah. And he will need two he years to set up. He might be running the AFL. I reckon he's got to be sent down there in the mm. next two years and just get the joint going. And he ne- they need to have great leadership. They just can't have some Puparama sent down there. Yeah. I mean, Sheeds came in at GWS and did a great job, yeah. but they need Tasmanian people who know the area and can just run the joint and have expertise, which is Brendan Gar. Yep, yep. So, should we pick some winners? We will. Oh, one more point I wanted to raise. The Eagles might be in a lucky position because they are at the bottom of the ladder now. So, you know, that everyone's got sort of doom and gloom about West Coast. Given what's happened here, and we see that four or five draft picks from 27, 28, 29 will be handed. So, those three consecutive years will be handed to Tasmania. The Eagles, this is a good time to be on the bottom yeah, of the ladder. Yeah, so yeah. there is a goal. So and this draft is good. They say that every year, but this draft is no, genuinely that kid, good. He looks fantastic. Harley Reid. Yeah. yeah. The other thing, more than him. The other thing yeah. is they have to trade someone. They must trade someone at the end of this year. Now, yeah. Is there anyone that's tradable? Apart from Oscar Allen, is there anyone else that's tradable? Like that they could get a really low draft pick for? For someone in a premiership window who needs someone, Jack Darling. Darling, you think? Possibly. Um, Gaff. <laughs> Liam Ryan. Liam Ryan. Liam Ryan. But you'd probably, you'd probably You're be probably You're giving a fair that. bit away with Yo, him. Would you, would you be able to sneak Yo through? You could. Like, would someone fall for that? Um, the other thing is, because they've only had three wins out of 37, McGovern was the one. And then and you're telling me he's been no, he re-signed. Has re-signed for Mate, two years. Yeah. What was going on there? He was well went before he was injured, uh, and last year when he came back, he was one of the best defenders in the comp, and still will be when he returns. So I think he's got to be tougher. He, he's twenty. He's yeah, I know. But when you're looking, now what is he? He's about thirty-one, isn't but he? But when you look at what he can still offer, I I'm not for trading out all of your experienced players. I think he's one you keep. Uh, there are others, yes, you certainly trade out if you can. But, I mean, Andrew but, Gaff's contracted. so But you could, of course, trade them out now if someone else takes your um, takes the salary for that year. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I agree with you. They do need to look at that, and I'm sure they will. And the other thing they'll look at, Bauer, is splitting their early pick. I think they're so going to two. I think they're going to have to get as many as they can. But the thing that perplexes me with McGovern is I just think all those blokes, and I hate to say it because they're friends of mine, but all those guys, they should be on one-year deals. Mm. Older blokes, if you've yeah. won three games out of 37, that's fair, and you've had massive injuries, uh, how did he get a two year deal? Good Him management, he's, he's managed Colin Young is a genius, anyway. indeed. Right, uh, Friday, Marvel Stadium, toughest game of the round for Mine Barrow to pick. K 
Carlton a dollar eighty five, Brisbane a dollar ninety five, five fifty p.m. Why do you say it's the toughest round to pick? Well, both in good form. Well, certainly Carlton bounced back last week, albeit against a injury ravaged West Coast. But here's the stat: it's it's in Melbourne, and we know Brisbane has been better of late, but struggles to travel, but not Marvel. They've won five of their last six matches at Marvel, the only defeat coming to the Bulldogs in round three this year. Carlton has lost six of its last seven matches against Brisbane, including each of its last three by 23 points per game. I think both of these teams, and I, I think Saad and Doherty last week, they were a, a different difference. team. Yeah, yeah. Just that pop from half back inside 50. You can't take too much out of that game, though, can you? No, but... I, they're, they're, I mean, one bloke kicked nine goals. But I reckon, they, yeah, I know, but they they just, they were zinging, weren't they? And I think Chera, their midfield was really going well. Um, so a lot to like about them and the more settled defence now and a forward line that's hard to contain. But you look at Brisbane, there's multi-options in their forward line, a great midfield mm. and a pretty steady back line. And, of course, Kerno will get Harris Andrews this week, so he's not kicking nine. I'll give you the tip. You but look like you're convinced that the Blues I'm, I'm win. picking the Blues, you're but I'm not, convi- Blues. I'm not convinced. No, but Very I'm Very hard them. off that game. I mean, 100-point win. Travel, and they've travelled. Mm. So everything tells me... So you me think that they've turned the corner. I'd, you think this will be their big scalp, I think the it one w- they need. I think it is a big scalp, yeah. It is a big scalp. I don't scalp, think it's as but big it, as but a, is, but is this the, Not as big as a Collingwood or a Melbourne. But, but this is a scalp that will show that they are back and on, on the right track. Exactly, and I and think they'll And you think win. they'll do it? I do. I'm, I'm, I, I don't think they will. Okay, so I you're picking Brisbane. I'm going... Because, I mean, Zorko's out and Rich is still out, isn't he? Yep. Jesse Rich Mo- is a big out. Jesse Motlock comes back. You look at come. last week's game um, against Frio, and you look at... Um, uh, Hayden Young, for example, meters gain. Have a look at Rich mm. meters gain. Now, mm. He's so important to Brisbane. So I think he's the, a big out. I think the Lions are going to beat the Blues too to be legitimate as well, mm-hmm. aren't they? So it's a bit of one of those games where it's a litmus test for both teams. You, you sort of there's almost an out for Brisbane travelling, but they do suit up well at Marvel. So uh, you know they have been flat track bullies to a large. Can't extent. take anything out of the Eagles scenes. No, no. I mean, no. I, I, I'm tipping. I'm going to say it, stay with the Lions. Okay. Yep. So speaking of the Eagles, Saturday MCG eleven forty five a.m. Richmond a dollar eleven. West Coast six dollars seventy five. Hang on, hang on. What? Eagles six dollars seventy five. The sixteenth team is playing the eighteenth team in a two horse race. Yep. And and the eighteenth team is six dollars fifty. And the sixteenth team is a dollar eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how's the, ga- how's the gap between because 16 people, and 18? Because people are looking at West Coast performance last week and they're looking at their injuries and then they're looking at Richmond and thinking they are going to bounce wow. back after, what, three losses in a row? I think I'm, I'm picking Richmond, clearly. By 10 goals? I'm going to pick them by eight. I reckon there's going to be a response by the Eagles and there has mm. to be because, look, let's be fair, first six rounds, they had a go. Yeah, Mo- three out of four quarters they had a red hot go. The Eagles last week was utter crap, mm. and they turned their toes up early. Now that could be a result of Tiredness. accumulation yeah, exactly. with the kids and everything. Yep. So that's fine. But Jimby, Jim go, go and play on Patrick. Don't care, Cripps. mate. When you're out there, you're out there. I'm a and bit they, tired. White flag went up really early, in my opinion. Well, they had to stop Cripps, and well, and they sent Jimby to him a few times. Like, wow. Great experience, but holy crap. I couldn't work out the Kerno thing, but um, why why Barras didn't go to him earlier? I know, exactly. Mate, they, look, I'm sure there was Paul Rotham, Rotham's 50th game this week, he'll be that flat. He'll be flatter than the proverbial 
bloke's hat. He will, yes. <laughs> you know that guy? <laughs> but if we were thinking about it, it I'm sure speak. Adam Simpson and his coaching committee were thinking about it. So there's got to be a reason for that. And it's just obviously Mackay, they thought, demanded his attention for longer. So... Um, I just he got out coached a bit there, and you know, he didn't have any options. I don't think he had any options. Yeah, he didn't really honest. have any, but he, he, it was very obvious that. Hey, Brass, I know you're captain today. I know you like seeping off and taking those marks, and that's important. And that is the what yours today. Just sit on him. Be Will Schofield. Be uh, who's who's the defender? Darren Glass. Mm. Just shut him down. Don't let him kick nine. They did it when he was about to kick ten. Did you they see did. that? They were all you over. You see it. that? Yeah. As soon as they said, "Holy crap!" Yep. yep. No, we don't want ten kicked against us, righto? Yep. TB, just sit on him, mate. Just scrag him, fight him, wrestle him. Don't leave him. Just stay by his side, and he only got to nine. Thank God, because ten is the magic number, isn't it? You oh, look real bad when someone kicks but, ten. You know, it feels like to, four goals now feels like used six used to. Yeah. Be. And so what do you think 10 is? now is like 10 used to be, because they used to kick 10 every week. 10's like 20. Lockett, Dunstall, Sumich, they used to reel them off every week, didn't they? During 15, that 14, 13, Lacroix. Um, so where are Richmond at? We know where West Coast at. They're rebuild. rebuilding and they're struggling. They've got to rebuild, don't but, they? But where are Richmond at in the rebuild? Because I, I, you, you look at players like Cumberland, um, the players coming through, they're very good players, but are they A-graders? I don't see the A-grade. No. You know, Shy no, Bolton, right. A-grader. No, you're right about Cumberland. Yeah. He's not... He's a, very, he's a good he's sort of bloke who's going to kick you three and a quarter and win the game for you. But I just look at the the youth there, and mm. you see some real quality, but I don't see it coming through yet. So for me, they've got to go to the draft heavily, and they could be one of those teams that's struggling in and three or four. The, well, this is the time to be down, and and Shy Bolton's you know felt the effect of it as well. Been up for a while, haven't they? What, the hap- what happens to Conchin? Can Martin rebound? Revolt- well, I think Conchin's last year. Surely. Yeah, Revolt's coming to the Martin's end. Martin's been okay. What about Revolt? Oh, I think last year. Yeah. Big change, isn't it? He was down in Tassie, you know, for he the launch. He might go down and work down there. Well, why not? What would you make Development him? coach. Yeah. Full f- I hope they don't. Tell you what, could do worse than be a goal-kicking coach because he's very accurate. Yep. Beautiful call. kick, Jack Rewell. So we're t- taking the re- you're taking Richmond by oh, 48 points. I am. I'm saying it'll be definitely less than 100. Some yep. people are saying another 100. I reckon there'll be a bounce back factor. I hope factor. not. MCG, so you know 60. If, if, you, if I'm Adam, I'm saying boys, and there's a lot of youth in there, I'm saying this is the G. Enjoy the experience. Have a red-hot crack. That's all I'm asking of you. But just mm. enjoy the experience. Don't yeah, get... Yeah, the G. Exactly. What an experience. Soak, suck it in and soak it up. And, and quarters, you can't have anyone sit behind the play anymore because the halfbacks are so important now that if you pull one back and sit seven behind... The, the, the halfbacks destroy you. Mm. They just destroy you. They, they're so clever. They work out what to – like, imagine what Nick Dacos would do if he didn't have a man on him. It would be like well, that. He doesn't have a man on him. <laughs> he did on the we, weekend. Uh, ben Keyes. he got hold of him. We'll get to that. He only had 27. Interesting segue because that's the next game. Geelong v Adelaide. Geelong $1.19, Adelaide $4.70, 12.10pm Saturday at – here's the key – GMHBA Barra. Mm. Geelong has won each. They got more. You know, they got eight more games in Geelong. Geelong, because they no, they are living living certainties to be top two. Yeah. Eight more games in Geelong. They they probably. are just coming. Yeah, they're going to go. They're going to challenge again, aren't they? Yeah, I still have Melbourne and Collingwood ahead of them, but mm. they're, they're they're playing very well at the moment. They've won uh, their last twelve matches against Adelaide at GMHBA Stadium. <laughs> with last defeat. The last time I lost to Adelaide there it was two thousand and three. I saw I saw Rory Laird limping around at training again, so there's no guarantee he's playing. So that's a huge miss. Again. Adelaide, the team, 
that I think people now are looking at saying they're genuine top eight prospects, bottom end of the top eight. So If they'd won on the weekend, they would have been premiership contenders. They could have won every game this year. Mm. They really could have. So that Goal kicking, that those guys get paid to kick goals. You know, you, you, you just go, hang on, what's going on there? Yeah, they they did their inaccuracy cost them early Adelaide, but um, you know Rankin, th- yeah Rankin, but they're, but they're good players. Their forward lines functioning well. You could have kicked that one. Walker's play. I'm as a bit of a jam tin, so probably not. Um, uh, Rankin, <laughs> sorry, Taylor. What's your kick? Forty meters, thirty five. Oh, if if I was <laughs> really? a jam tin, yeah, I was shocking. Can't kick over a jam. Mate, I was just a battler, just a battler. But uh, here's, I think Ben Keys. They'll look at him last week. Sort of did the job on Nick Dacos. Dangerfield no, is back. I'm actually Not reckon, I reckon their most important player to shut down is Tom Stewart. I reckon he goes back and shuts Tom Stewart down. Seriously. As a lockdown forward. Why not? Jeepers. Yeah, he is very influential. Well, but you know, but Dangerfield's been pretty good, mate. You're going to, He's yeah, in all Australian form. You're going to GMHBA. Um, you try anything, I reckon, because it's a d- weird ground. Did you play in Geelong? Yeah, yeah. Did you, how did I you kicked find a goal the, from that pocket. Did you? How and, did you and find this playing uh, the corridor? They nearly gave me an award, like the Geelong people, because no one would kick from that right pocket. Which pocket was it? Was it was the absolute fluke. City end or the river end? So the right-hand end and right-hand pocket, so and which, it was, it was <laughs> basically impossible to kick from. Yeah, okay. I don't know where the city is. <laughs> I live there for eight years. I should know. The city is at um, – there's a river end and a city end. So um, I'm not sure which way you're looking at it, if you're looking at it well, from the On the, the grand... TV, on the right-hand side. Okay, that would be the river end. Yeah, the river end. Yeah, so I kick one. I, it, was, it was an arse. Um, well, so Sam, I'm picking... Sam De Koning, nose, yep. nose. He's out with a nose. Yes. Broke his nose. So it, It's unusual for a player to miss with a, no, a broken nose. The conservative. Did you play with a broken nose? I did play with a broken nose. So you just you can play. You can't really breathe well, but... Um, it's the one break you can play with pretty easily, isn't it? Cam Guthrie, toe, he's out as well. So mm-hmm. another big out. But um, that facial injury is going to keep De Koning out. If Laird misses... So it's them by 20 points, isn't it, Geelong, you reckon? I think so. And here's a stat uh, that I'll throw at you. Here we go. Jordan Dawson will be kicking the ball in at every opportunity because they get a score from 17% of his kick-ins. Whoa. So that's a pretty good Jeez, ratio. Good. Yeah, Almost one good. out of every five kicks gets uh, results in a wow. score. So uh, I'm picking Geelong and purely, purely, well, on its form, I think they've got Adelaide and also on venue. Mm. Saturday, 2.35pm, Heritage Bank Stadium, otherwise known as Carrara, Gold Coast Suns, $3 versus my favourites for the Premiership Barra, Melbourne, $1.40. The Suns have lost their last 10 matches against the Demons with the last coming in round five, last win coming in round five, 2014. The Demons have scored a total of 37 goals in the final term while conceding just 15 for a total point differential of 137, the biggest in the AFL. So here's a tip, Gold Coast. If for any chance, you've got to be up at three-quarter time. Mm. They won't be. I think they've been better in recent weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, Any stats there on Noah Anderson? Noah what, Anderson, what, 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 I don't. What, what, but Matt Rowell, who I think has oh, been... Powell or Rowell? Rowell. Mate, is, how good's Powell been? He's been good, Will Powell. I love, I love Will Powell. So Matt Rowell has generated a total of 31 around-the-ground stoppage clearances, ranked second in the AFL behind Patrick Cripps. Uh-huh. Powell, with Will with one L, is averaging a career-high 19 disposals, 386 metres gained, and 2.6 intercept marks this season. West Australian kid, you know oh. what? Well done to him after coming back from that horrific oh. injury too. So it shows I'm so, has shown I, a lot of courage. So pleased for him. I'm so pleased for him too. Mm. And and you know what? The local clubs must be having a real close look at him. One of the one of them will try to snatch him now. Man, he looked super. 
with Powell and Rao. Fantastic. So my my good mate Rod Willett, who's the uh, scout. recruiting scout for the Gold Coast here in WA, he was really big on Will Powell at the time. And I remember when he was drafted, I said to him, "Mate, are you, are you fair to him about this kid? There's nothing of him. Claremont boy. He's like." 30 kilos dripping wet mm. he said mate trust me and he's proven to be that's an astute choice he's a very good footballer yeah and he's a very good scout old uh, our man Spinner old Spinner he is but he broken leg come back and do this yep. 74 games Fantastic. not just a broken leg a, pre, a really really serious one it was so. like a car crash wasn't it so you're picking Melbourne I, yeah, I'm picking Melbourne. I'll tell you what, though. When you say Carrara, it reminds me of when people probably get sick of me telling the old stories. But Never. Th- this is <laughs> I love them. I <laughs> yeah. love them. So just but tell you get me. get emails going, tell that no, shut up. No, Look, but what, the only reason, it's only went to illuminate because of the Tasmanian thing. If they have to go through what the Gold Coast went through. Um, they or, or Brisbane Lions. Brisbane Bears at that stage it was, wasn't it? Brisbane Bears. When we went up there, and they were, we were changing in transportables and yeah, stuff the like that. The mountables, it was, mate, it was horrific. It was so like, I covered a game there because um, <laughs> I was. Re- I covered Geelong v Brisbane Bears game, yeah. and it was the first season of the Bears, and it was, they had this. It was like a carnival, country carnival <laughs> atmosphere, <laughs> and I remember uh, I interviewed Peter Knights, who was the Brisbane coach, out after the game, and they directed me to a demountable, and I remember saying to him, "Are you fair, Dinkin?" <laughs> He looked at me was, and raised his eyebrows and said, "Unfortunately, yes." Was, we got we had to get changed in one. It was like remarkable. I loved it. And they had you know Capper and all those guys playing. So they were they were no mugs. Brad Hardy, yeah, you know, Rodney Eade, yeah, they'd, uh, they'd Rod Lester Smith. We actually, I mean, we'll get complaints, but anyway, we went up there and we bet on ourselves. Ooh. And in those, well, this is of course before it was illegal. Yeah, to bet before on we knew about it, we, yeah. so we thought we can beat the Bears. I think Carl held the bet somehow, and he he put it on somewhere. But then Carl Langdon, being you know big mouth, he he said it on radio somewhere, and then the VFL got a hold of it and took the money off our winnings office. The fine was exactly the amount of winnings that we had, <laughs> so we got nailed for that. And. So you're a bit dark on Carl. And we were staying at some um, camp. So we stayed up there. So we had... In the hinterland, was it? Yeah, we had back-to-back games and all the rest of it. So we stayed at some... I can't remember what the name of the camp was. It's very famous. On the Gold Coast? It it was on the river. Oh, yeah, the Narang River. Yeah, we went out there. And a few of the blokes snuck out to Jupiter was Casino. Was it Carumban? Carumban? Were you at Carumban? Oh, I can't remember Jupiter name. Casino was fantastic. Yeah, but a few of the Still boys is. snuck out. Manian Co. Oh, no. Snuck out to Jupiter Casino. Night before the game. <laughs> well, maybe a couple of nights. I don't know. I'm yeah. not exactly sure. Yeah, okay. But they got busted. <laughs> they were in so Who much strife. <laughs> they got caught coming back in. Oh, and no. And Manian was gone. But I didn't drink. We didn't drink. <laughs> anyway, laughing around joke. Sorry. Rightio. So we're going the Melbourne Demons. Okay. Uh, Saturday, 5.25pm. GWS in pretty good form. $2.40 v. the Western Bulldogs also in pretty good form. $1.57. Uh, the Giants have taken a mark. So we all loud Toby Green for his just genuine footy what craft and his him? intelligence. We, we praise him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Praise him. Uh, but... What we forget is how good he is at distributing. Uh, the Giants have taken oh, yeah, a mark from 48% of Toby Green's kicks into the forward 50, which is the second best percentage in the competition. So he just doesn't generate for himself, mate. He distributes wow. really well. Good he strat. is some footballer, Toby Green. So 50% of his kicks get marked in the forward line. Yeah. Unbelievable. Hasn't been reported yet, has he, this year? No, he hasn't. How's he going to pole in the brown line? He's the captain. How's he going to pole in the brown line? 
He'd be a dark horse. You said he was a bad move, I did. Captain. Absolutely said that. You know why? Because I thought he won't play half the games. <laughs> Clearly, the captaincy at the moment, Barra, you're only one incident away from an implosion, and let's yes. hope that doesn't happen. Because I love watching Toby Green play. Um, Liber will be back from concussion. Liber will That's be massive back. in. It is huge. They've got the bond fresh Ward, off his two hundredth game. Did you mention Callum Ward's back as well? Yep. Yeah, I haven't, but I will now. So uh, this is at Marnica Oval. Yeah. So that's uh, so it's you, an even money game, isn't it? It is. I'm going to pick the dogs. Um, form says a lot, and Giants have been a bit up and down, and coming off a great, great win, mm. which will give them a lot of confidence. It is at Marnica, where the original MCG scoreboard sits, Barra. <laughs> it does. You love mentioning I that. I do. I, knew, go- I know that, mate. You don't need to tell me. Hey, listen, I'm going the Bulldogs as well. I'll tell you what's so interesting. You, you're from Canberra, aren't you, originally? Yeah, yeah. So you played a bit in Marnica? Yeah, that was I played for Monica. Okay. And that was our home ground. Played a grand final. What were they there. what was their uh, nickname? The Bull Ants. Oh, okay. The Monica Bull Ants. Mm. How's that for a name? Jack Jumpers, Bull Ants. Mm. We played against Cowboy Neil in oh, the grand final. Did you? Yeah, geez, he was a good player. How Cowboy old was Neil. Cowboy at that point? Yeah, he was a bit old, but he's he still he kicked a hundred. <laughs> but what I was gonna say was, um, what did you think about the fact that it's it's the magic ground, isn't it? In the rugby league? Oh, yes, it is, yes. The Magic Every game at Suncor Stadium. Yeah, and how many games in Sydney this weekend? Uh, None. How about none? Okay. How about none? Oh, wow. Hello? Hello? Anybody there? Wow. Mate, what an opportunity. Mm. Surely if the rugby leagues, you know, get the bandwagon together and headed off to Queensland... That's the time There's that you load nothing up. nothing happening in Sydney you'd this lo- weekend. Yeah, no, you'd well, load there's up. plenty happening, just no sport. There's one in Canberra, so it's just down the road, so maybe they can whip down there. But surely you'd even take a game there or something. Take Collingwood there somehow. Get mm. them there somehow. Just fill the SCG. Just fill the joint. I suppose they can't be across everything because I'm sure that these anomalies <laughs> pop up and it's like, oh, we should have thought about that. Oh, how long's the Magic Round been around? Yeah, been around for a long time. <laughs> Hey, did anyone check the magic round? When, when's it on? <laughs> what? This weekend? Yeah. <laughs> I've got to say. Oh, uh, jeepers. It, I don't know. The gather round to me a few weeks back, I thought they did that really well, uh, mm. despite the fact they shouldn't have locked it but in. But are you surprised there's no AFL game oh, in I'm really surprised. When, the, when, when rugby league's left? Very, very surprised. Uh, what about the Western Sydney? Just go out there somewhere. I don't know. What, is, what looks like Penrith? Collingwood looks like Penrith. You know. Mm. Anyway. There so, you go, mate. If I was running the AFL. So who are you picking? Yeah, I'm going the Bulldogs for me. Okay. Uh, 5.30 p.m. Saturday, Fremantle, $1.38 against Come on my boys. Come on, the Dockers. $3. Now, a bit of late-breaking news this morning that will aid the Dockers. No Punky Brewster. So Luke Brewst out and CJ GF out as well. So the running halfback and a really clever um, veteran forward missing from the Hawthorne side. You know, a bit of experience there. So I think Hawthorne's been in ripping form but not winning games. So Hawthorne will give you three really good quarters. Yeah, it's a, such for, a danger game. A lot to They've like. just got to win Frio. I, don't th- I think Frio wins this Just got to win. I think they'll win If they game. don't win, it's almost cue in the rack. Isn't it really? So what they've got? They go two and six. That you know, that's almost. It's so sixteen games to go. They need to win ten or eleven already. Any chance of them turning up in the first to quarter? to make the finals in the first quarter? And, and they've got to win. A, they've got to win a first quarter. Trailed at quarter time one. in each of their last eleven matches, outscored by a total of sixty-six points in that quarter this year alone. So get your first quarter right, and you're you're, you're well, you're a quarter of the way there. Well, that, but that's a real dilemma too, because if they put too much focus on that. 
then they, then they fall away after quarter time because that's what happens. You pump the boys up, you get them going, you, you lead at quarter time, and then you go, oh, we, well, we're done. So Frio looked like they almost got, you know, they did lose by 48 points to Brisbane, but at least, and they overdid the handball, but at least they tried something different. I, I like that. Mm, me um, too. And so just get some. They were doing that for this game. They weren't doing it. They knew they couldn't beat Brisbane. They arced them up so that the next game, which is the Hawthorne game, they'd start to turn the corner. That was what they planned. So I'm really interested in a couple of things here. It's looking at two relatively young midfields go head-to-head. We know Sarong, we know Brayshaw, Brody's in there. Mm. Um, against the giant Newcomb, Will Day. Um, Imagine if Will Day puts him to the sword. He's a good Mate, player. What a player. Very good player. Go um, and see Will Day, everyone. He's fantastic. i have a story on him in the next couple of days, actually. I'm interviewing him later today. But the real key to the midfields is um, the hit-outs to advantage. So he's, an, he's a ruckman you may not have thought much about, but Ned Reeves is number two mm. in hit-outs to advantage this season, 16.7 um, average. Sean Darcy's number four, 16, just over 16. So Mark Pitney at Carlton is number one, by the way, at yeah. 19.38. So I think the, the hey, rucks, Just before you move off that'll that. That'll be key. Yeah, yeah. Well, that guy, you, you made a great point there. H- how would that docker be feeling? You know the docker fellow that went to Hawthorne? Lloyd Meek. Yeah. He played early and looked pretty good. He's been biding his time in the VFL, and you probably, you know, you got to pick and choose when you're going to play two ruckman, I guess. And some teams do go with two. So that's the only bloke who left. It hasn't worked, you know. Like so, Lobby's worked. Yeah. Thing. What's his name at Carlton's doing well? Oh, Logue's been under the pump, hasn't he? Yeah. I suppose. But Kane Corn's called him fat this week. <laughs> I know, but this of course everyone fat. Thank goodness I don't play. Have a field day with me. No mirrors at uh, our house either. No. But hey, look the. Uh, that Ruckman, he must be thinking, what have I done? You know what I mean? He yeah. should have gone He should have gone to West Coast. He should have gone yeah. to West Coast. Yeah. I think he had a chance to. still too. say they'll – yeah, but then I still say, I reckon after next year, they'll have Tim English. I still say, mm. if they don't get him, they'll that's go hard year after away. him. That's I know. Maybe, maybe he could nominate for the mid-season draft. Lloyd Meek? Yeah. Hawthorne's not getting rid of Lloyd Meek. And now Nat Fife, we by the time this goes to air, ladies and gentlemen, so don't uh, go, what are they talking about? Now, Nat Fife, it'll be announced whether he's actually playing for Peel Thunder or straight in as the sub for the Dockers. Is there any chance he goes straight in not as the sub? Um, I think he should play at Peel. Okay. But because it's such a big game and they can't afford to drop it, I feel like they'll whack him in. Because the reason I don't think he should be sub is that if someone gets hurt real early and he has to play the entire match... I don't know if that's going to be, one, good for him, and two, whether he could break yeah, down. That's a good good theory, yeah. You know, so I don't know. In, in a perfect world, you'd have him I'm appeal. saying if he's fit, he plays. Yeah. I, I'm Is that big a game, eh? I think so, and yeah. I think they need his presence. And they need him in the midfield. Well, it's really interesting because he's spent the entire preseason and early part of the season trying to mm. play that forward role, and now he's back in the midfield. Now, he obviously, won't, he he's won't been, have forgotten. been one of the great bull midfielders. He's a, he's a, you yep. know, so, of course, he Two can brown adapt lines. to that role. Yep. Uh, I really, really hope he, he gets through. Um, we want to see Nat Fife in that um, Fremantle yeah. side, and we want to see him. I went know. down to training. He looked good. He looked. He actually trained really well. And so that, I reckon that made Longmuir go, you know what? I'm going to roll the dice, and I'm going to put him into the as a sub because we need him, and we'll throw him in the midfield a bit. We'll push him forward. Maybe he can pinch a few goals, and we get over the Hawks, and then we just work on after that what happens. But, yeah, I think you're right. Maybe they throw him in. But in a perfect world, he plays at Peel and just gets through on, you know, 7%. So I think I, I like the Frio defence, 
And um, well led again by Luke Ryan. Um, no, no, no. Luke Ryan is struggling a bit. Let's be honest. I mean, what's your stat there you got? 30 disposals in two of three games at Optus this season, playing on from 16 of 20 yeah. kicking. So He has been good at Optus, but he is struggling. Pierce was better this week, got pumped the week before by yeah, Norton. Yeah, I was thought good Pierce was good. Every two weeks he seems to be good. He was better this week. Cox was good apart from that real lack of defence early in the game, I think, when yeah. it was a bit of a half-hearted attempt. But, but, but I like their, Ryan the bottom looks line like he's injured, and he's, he's definitely going My bottom something. line is I look at the Hawthorne forward line. Mitch Lewis looked really good last week, and I think without Bruce, Gunston, um, um, Fergus Green's been good for them. Mm. I'm just not sure. Yeah, without Jack Gunston, I'm just I'm, I'm not sure that they can really kick a winning score against yeah. that defence. Well, course, this is the day where they. Sh- this is the day where the Dockers should keep them under ten goals. Oh, you would hope, you would think they? so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Unless so, that midfield gets going, I'm picking them. I don't think. Look, of course, every game's a danger game at the moment for Freo because they're not playing that well, but. I'm more com- I'm quite comfortable picking Frio in this game. Yeah, I think I'm Hawthorne's still a, a developing team. And uh, I know there'll be people listening to this to have a crack at me because they'll know if I'm tipping or not. But I am tipping Fremantle, and I feel like they turned the corner last week because they changed up their style. They got more aggressive. Mm. It wasn't for this week. Last week it was for this week, and I think they'll beat the Hawks. But it is a bloody danger game because your young blokes, you can- they don't know they're not supposed to win. Yeah, they have a crack. Your young they? guys haven't been told. They do have a crack. And, and also, look, everyone bags Chad Wingard. I do. Um, I don't think he's prominent enough for, for over four quarters. But I've got to say, very impressed with him to come back after that horrific tongue injury. Basically, bit severed mm. his tongue mm. and had surgery and played the next week. Super. So I've got to say, hats off, mate. That's 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 really gallant stuff from him. Sunday, Adelaide Oval, eleven ten a.m. Tough game this one too. Port Adelaide a dollar forty eight versus Essendon two dollars sixty five. Essendon all but beat Collingwood. Just stopped at three quarter time and just watched the Collingwood show roll on. So lots to like about Essendon at the moment. However, um, it's form against Port. It's lost its last five games against the Power. Four of those by at least fifty points. Port seem to have turned the corner. Again, it's a relatively young midfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, Four line going pretty well. Hasn't the young guys taken over in the midfield now, though, haven't they? Yeah, Butters and Rosie. And but it, it's Butters' club, isn't it? Mm. Butters' club. Oh, it? Rosie's a pretty good player. But the old fella, he went forward and he looked good. Um, Dixon. No, no, the old uh, captain. Finlayson. No, no. Those two guys are. Finlayson's good, go. We should talk Travis about. Spoke. Travis, Travis spoke. Travis spoke. We've talk about fin- Finlayson. Um, he's had some, you know. Issues and he's done really well. Get a medal. He's done really well. Um, So look, I'm picking Port, but I'm concerned about this tip. The Bombers will they bounce back? Dersma is out for a couple of weeks, isn't he? Because that a couple more, couple of months actually, isn't it? With that that knee, Todd Marshall could come back. Yep. Uh, Jonas, I don't know what's happened. What's going on with Jonas? Well, if Marshall comes back, he, he'll kick goals because he's finished goalless just once from his past 12 games at Adelaide Oval. And Sam Durham for the Bombers will miss through suspension. So the, the odds are that the power will win at Adelaide Oval. You know what uh, Brad Scott has done? Maybe he's unstrung the package. Unstrung. Maybe he's found the secret to Jake Stringer. Untied it. Untied so? the package. Finished with a season high 26 disposals and a career 20 contested possessions last week against the Cats. It was a pretty impressive game from Jake Stringer and he's produced a few of them this year. Now I've been his harshest critic because mm. he's good for one week and then he goes missing for about four but um, he's, he's found some consistency this year and I wonder 
what effect Brad Scott's had on him. Because yeah. clearly he's getting the best out of him. He'll be important, no doubt. Who are you I, picking? I'm going to stay with the power. Yeah, yeah. Sunday, MCG, 1.20pm, which is uh, why there is no games in Sydney this weekend. Collingwood, $1.42. The Sydney Swans, $2.85. Have dropped away a bit, the Sydney Swans, although were really only beaten by Toby Green in the Battle of the Bridge last weekend. You can see the pain um, on the faces of the Sydney players after that one. Um, Collingwood has had 16 of its last 22 matches decided by 15 points or fewer, Barra. Mm. The most in a 22-game stretch in the history of the game. Winning 14 and losing just two of them. Unbelievable record. Mm. They have such great belief. They're really well led down back by Darcy Moore. They obviously have a superstar in Nick Dacos. But apart from that, they're really balanced mm-hmm. and everyone buys in to the, the team ethic. And I think... Ash Johnson's been a real eye-opener for me. Uh, towards the end of last year, yep. he found some form, but mm-hmm. certainly this year he's been great. I'm picking the Pies. I don't think Sydney's where John Longmire wants them to be at the moment. Uh, so I'm pretty comfortable in picking the Pies. Gee, I could imagine if this game was in Sydney with the you know with the magic round up in Brisbane. It would have been magnificent, wouldn't it? No, oh, I tell you. The, the Magpies are proving that rucks aren't that important either, are they? <laughs> Kevin had a ruckman. Yeah, for but the problem for that is month. you're taking players out of your forward line and out of mm. other areas to play in the ruck. So it has unsettled them, which only goes to show how good a team they are. Yeah, and how good a coach and Craig never is. Yeah. How excited was he on the boundary line last week? Yeah, well, it's great they, to watch, isn't it? They probably shouldn't have won, really. Darcy Moore too. My, my hats off to him. The, the best speaker is in terms of a captain after a match that we've ever seen. We've mentioned that a few times. So you're going to stay with the Magpies, are you? I am. Sydney, they are, they've got a few injuries. Their injury list is massive. I picked them to finish bottom of the eight, and I still think they'll finish bottom of the eight. But they have those injuries, in particularly in defence, which have hurt them. Uh, they'll start coming back. Probably not Paddy McCartan, but they'll, the rest of them will start coming back. But, uh, yeah, not they're not there yet. Is footy in New South Wales a bit on the nose, do you reckon? I don't think so. I think in western suburbs it is, but I don't think Sydney's still a very successful, powerful club. They fill the stadium most weeks. Mm. Western suburbs... But they're out of the eight, and yeah, so is the Giants. That happens. They'll, they'll, but mm. I think both of them, I could. I don't think the Giants will make the eight. Sydney, I think, will still make the eight. I think it's more in the west, west of the bridge, Barra, that there's issues. It does feel weird that the two Sydney teams are, are not... Mm. Going well, and we're bringing in a new team, <laughs> don't you reckon? Anyway. Well, Sydney's going all right. Made a grand final last year. Yeah, yeah, I know, but they're 11th, and the Giants are 12th, yeah. you know, and you go, okay, the major market that we're trying to win is going not so great. Let's bring in another team in Tasmania. Mm. And the ones in the Queensland teams, yeah. Brisbane's the, going okay. The, Their crowds the, are pretty the, good. The new team that, you know, that, Coast. you know how many people live above Brisbane, don't you? Like, it's just unbelievable. Sunny Coast is like, a magnificent place. Monstrous, you know. Are you a Sunny or a Goldie man? I used to be Goldie, and as you get older, you go Sunny, don't you? Noosa's me. I've always been. You know the funny thing about Noosa? First time I went there, hated it. Just thought it was artificial Did and, you? you know, snooty. What are you saying, Second mate? time I went to Noosa, 
Loved it. Did totally you? got it. Um, one of my favourite running tracks is up on that um, national park up on the peninsula. It's Ma- running place. park. That's something I know nothing about, running yeah, tracks. Yeah. Do you, so you actually go to places and look for yeah, running tracks? go for tracks. a little bit of a run, yeah. <laughs> you really? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, and yeah, have a couple of beers legend. afterwards. So you're going for Collingwood as well? Yes, mate. Thank you. Final game of the round, Sunday, Marvel Stadium, North Melbourne, at $6.50. St Kilda, $1.11. Now, I'm tipping at the start of the season, Barra, um, when we were looking at even this fixture, money. you would have been not maybe even money, but you certainly wouldn't have had St Kilda a dollar eleven and North at six fifty. Open the season um, in really good fashion, the uh, ruse, and have just fallen away. Um, the problem with them is um, their final terms. They've won the final term in just five of their last twenty nine games. They're ranked last for that. Mm-hmm. Um, St Kilda, we know what they've you know did nothing wrong last week in losing to Port. Uh, Port was just better. And I thought St Kilda stuck to their game plan, all all to, all over team defence, being well led by Jack Steele and Rowan Marshall and Wanganeen Malira for me as a player that uh, we saw we saw bits and pieces of him last year, but I think this year he's he's been he's really popped. So lot to like about the Saints. They've surprised me more than any team. I'm picking them here. You got any uh, good stats there? Or have you already mentioned them? No, um, I've got a few. Uh, St Kilda uh, was goalless in the second term last week for the first time since round 17, 2020 against West Coast. So their second terms are good. Since round four, the Saints have taken 21.3 intercepts marks per game, ranked number one, Barra. Whoa, good stat. I knew you'd have something. The Saints, surely surely the Saints bounce back. Um, they, they still do have a lot of injuries, so those things have to be looked at, don't they? In Max King, he's coming. He back. must be close. Yeah, is he's he? very close. Yeah. How's the house line changing his team, his off-field team during the season, mate? He doesn't mess around, does he? Maybe that's. What is that also a? Do you reckon the? the who, I'm not sure who's left. It was. Um, they got rid of the phys ed main, the main guy looking after. Do you reckon the, the phys eds probably thought, oh, I don't want to be here. Yeah, right, okay. So you reckon it might have been a mutual decision? I'm not inside those He told him Nick off walls. and he said, I will. I'm not in those four <laughs> walls, so I don't know, but, you know. Yeah, so we're, we're, the thing about him is he won't die wondering, will he, old uh, Ross Lyons, I suppose. So Jimmy Webster, fractured cheekbone. Zach Jones, where's Zach Jones? Still not playing. There's a couple of blokes still to come back. Will they bounce back? <sighs> Well, yeah. They're not going to be beaten by North, I don't think, this round. No, that well, would be the upset of the season. Surely Clarkson is bleeding about getting pumped last week. He would be just yeah, But he's not out there kicking the footy. He'd, he'd be coming up with something, wouldn't he? I reckon they'll go close, but I'll go the Saints as well. Okay. Yep. Now it's time for this. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. Oh, I get excited, Barry, around this time because we get to hand out a 30-can block of Great Northern Super Crisp. Oof. What a great product that is. Thank you to Thirsty Camel. Please send your mail into Quarters and Barra at wanews.com.au. Keep them as short as you can. Please put your details on there. Barra, um, g'day Q and B. As we all know, the Eagles' waffle side is a pimple on WA's footy backside and ruining the integrity of this proud competition. After looking over the border to our Sandful cousins and their current setup, maybe it's time someone from the Eagles does an Adelaide Football Club case study on how to properly run a competition waffle side. The AFL Sandful side has won over 30 games in the same time as the dysfunctional Eagles waffle side, and they've made the finals twice but have never won the GF. 
Are the Lathlane Chardonnay set too stubborn to look at how other teams operate and meaningful and competitive organisation? Interested to hearing your thoughts regards Raul from South Perth. Hey, the old Raul. Hey, we've got to get his pronunciation. You didn't listen to it, did you? He sent it the pronunciation. Can you get it out and we'll listen? I'll See will. what it is and I'll, I'll have a listen with you. Yep. The... Um, Anyway, I'll go with Raul. Yep. A, a Raul, good, good uh, email given and very in my wheelhouse, my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's clear, there's no question, that the Waffle does not want the Eagles to win the premiership. I mean, why? They want them in the meaty part of the competition. <laughs> yeah, they want right. them about sixth, don't they? Yeah, and in fact, you probably don't want them playing finals, do you, really? You want the finals. Well, you do if the Eagles are in the... Or the Dockers for Peel's sake, if they're yeah, in the finals. Yeah, the, Eagle, the finals. Peel thing's a slightly different scenario yeah. because they're not a standalone team. So yeah. Peel, fair enough if they want to win. But definitely don't want the Eagles winning the but Waffles. you want them playing finals if the Eagles are in the finals. Yeah. From the Eagles' perspective, mm. yeah. But not from the Waffles' perspective. No. I mean, you, know, you, t- no, no. you want traditional clubs being involved in the competition as long as possible, don't you? So... It is a tricky one. That's always been the thing. They're trying it, so they try to manipulate the concessions and who they can recruit such that they're competitive. And so if they have 12 players, they win games. If they have eight Eagles players from their main list, they, they're competitive. 12 win, eight competitive, three get pumped. Okay, so that's what's been happening. So at the moment, they've been unlucky because the, the way the mechanisms are, they can't, they could bring in guys, they've been allowed to bring Kane Mitchell in and Will Schofield and that sort of thing, but not much more than that. So... Um, Raul, that is the situation. That is the difference between the waffle and the sandfall. This one from Andrew. Hi, guys. This email got a good run last year. It even won me a block of bush chook. Wow. Um, it might be worth revisiting part of it or paraphrasing. Okay, so I'll read this out. High quarters and barra. If ever Tasmania has a standalone team, it would need to do some unique things to capture the public's attention. Mm-hmm. I agree, Andrew. The strip, this is his suggestion, to be predominantly pink... <laughs> the team mascot should be a salmon. The problem for the new team's administration will continue with Tasmanians keen to divide their home games between Hobart, even with the possible new stadium, and Launceston. The task would be to unify Tasmanian football supporters north and south, plus end their allegiances to traditional AFL clubs. An objective would be to appeal to others throughout Australia who would not normally be drawn to regularly supporting an AFL team and to support the Tasmanian football club. Absolutely. The, the Tassie Salmons. You happy with that? No. I want the Devils. The Tassie Salmons. I have eaten Tasmanian salmon, though. Beautiful. Wearing a pink jumper, sponsored by John West. You definitely get John West in. You get a massive whack there. But it's not going to be the Tasmanian Salmons. Okay. This one from Lydia, otherwise known as Mrs. Longmuir. Mm. She's not happy, Barra. Oh, no. Dear Q&B, you know why she's not happy? I think you said a few pods ago that I am a man. I can clarify ha, that I am definitely not a man, although it would be nice to get paid more for doing the exact same job. Barra, a listener wrote <laughs> in on Tuesday and asked what changes you'd make to the Eagles. You said, I don't want to go too much into what changes I'd make because these people are friends of mine. I thought this podcast was meant to be impartial. Um, You're allowed to have friends, though, aren't you? Yeah, you are. Of course you are. That was, <laughs> and in Perth, is, the problem with Perth is it's so small. So, you know, if you say something, it gets back and it certainly has ramifications. But I'll tell you what's happening at the moment, just quickly, is that there is a lot of positioning going on. There's a lot of argy-bargy going on as to what's going to happen at West Coast, who's going to take over, who's going to be part of the team, who's going to be on the board, who's going to be the CEO, does Simo stay? 
and there's a lot of big players sort of positioning themselves to take you know to be in control. So I'm trying to stay out of it, but um, there's a lot going on. I can tell you. Uh, another another Andrew writes in High Quarters and Barra. Is it time that we embrace the King's coronation by acknowledging the phrase "squeaky bum time"? Commentators should use it to describe the moment when the teams have drawn and extra time is needed in the finals. There you go. Squeezy bum time. I saw that Stephen, um, what's his name, the Giants and Geelong legend Steve Johnson, mm-hmm. he came out and said they should have a, a shootout on for all draws and it should be four players from each side. He wants that. No. Nah, extra happy? time. Right-o. Interesting, though. Interesting. Food for thought. G'day, fellas. As a West Coast supporter, I fully understand where the Eagles are headed, e.g. rebuild, rookies, etc. However, it is possible for the plan to backfire. Could they begin to lose young stars due to a losing culture? For example, a gun like Cully picked up mid-year last year is still yet to play in a win. Surely he's not going to hang around forever if they keep doing what they're doing. Can you think of this happening before with any other teams? That's from Zach from Margaret Liver. Uh, Barra, for a good last laugh, asked Quarters about his surf at Bells. Oh, you went well, I'll, did you? I'll tell you about that in a sec. But I think of all the teams, I reckon West Coast has been probably the leader in, re- in retention, don't you think? They've yeah, been pretty good yeah. at retaining players. They've got so much money. Yeah. yeah they've been pretty good at it. And I, yeah, I, I don't think that's going to be an issue. No. As you, long as they sell the vision well. I mean, they've got brilliant facilities. You know, you, look, you looked after so well. Why would you leave, sort of thing? Jai Cully, I, I don't think he's an A grader, Jai Cully. So. You know, he's only played a handful of games. Yeah, yeah, but know. he's not an A grader, no. is he? Would you say? Oh, you at the moment, be, not. No. Would you think he would be an A grader? B plus. Jinbi for a sure. Grader. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think we've seen enough yet, though. To be fair, really, it's only been a very small sample size, and even in those, hasn't played. But to a be lot. an A grader, you've got to be Dacos, you know, yeah, yeah. Jason Horn, Francis, yeah. that sort of thing at the moment. Yeah, well, you? then that's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. you're not yeah. going to get that. Yeah. Um, and as for my surf at Bells, um, I apologise for those of you who've heard this before and think, oh, not again, but. Um, so I'm at Bells in about 84 and I've got my little single fin brothers Nielsen five foot ten surfboard <laughs> and um, perfect for so Bells so out I go and, not- and I'm, I can't surf and I'm terrified of big waves and so I thought you know I'd, I'd have a crack anyway so out I go the problem with Bells you go out with a baby board for it's, a, it's because that's the board it was really cool flame. I've still got it flames Mate. all over it anyway there's a the serious reef there so the problem with Bells is if you don't know what you're doing you go out and you're, you're getting smashed on the reef before you even get out there that's what happened to me I eventually get out there there's a big and the waves are really big and meaty and I just pulled out. I'm not. I'm not going down. And so I then tried to work my way back in. Of course, you Couldn't hit the reef in. again. Oh. So I'm just getting pummeled. Oh, no. And so I end up fingernails on the sand, cuts uh, and abrasions all over me. <laughs> and I walk off with my board. And there's this bloke sitting there with his girlfriend, and he has a bit of a crack at me. You know, oh yeah, good. You look good out there, mate. And I said, mate, the difference between you and me is I was out there. Yeah. So he sledged you. He sledged you. He sledged you yeah, crack. I'll give him a good one back, I reckon, though. Nice. Uh, from Germaine. Germain. Enjoying Barra's input this year, which makes sense seeing we share a birthday, 5th of December. Nice. Sagittarians, unite. Mm. I would like to see the Eagles overspend their soft cap on development. This is a really good email. We are likely going to be bottom four for the next two, three years. Many will be getting top draft picks, and for them to be our next premiership players, we need to over-resource them. It is not like the Eagles cannot afford it. Perfect opportunity to get ahead of the ball. Lastly, are any of the injuries at West Coast Eagles long-term where they can put them on the long-term injury list so we can get another mid-year draft pick like the last two years? Any chance of some idea on some mature players West Coast Eagles could get? First part of it... 
Um, not a bad suggestion about the soft cap, Barra. Great so suggestion. So with the soft cap, unlike the salary cap, you go over that, you're in big trouble. Over the soft cap, you, you, you have to pay a dollar for every dollar you spend. Mm. However, that's money that's really – is it money for the Eagles or is it money for football? That's the question. But – I think it's the real area of concern right now is the fact the soft cap hasn't come back up. It's the last cap to come back up. Yep. And I think they should address that next year. And maybe, yeah, because you need you need more support staff around. Jermaine, you. very good. Very good email. He's got to be a contender for the, for I the, think he's uh, for right, the slab. I think he's a clubhouse leader. I got the list stage. here for him as well, my friend, in terms of long-term injury. Now, but Nick Nat would be the only one, really, wouldn't he? No, no, no. Nick Nat's playing. Nick Nat, Nick Nat will be back. When? It's, it's Jamie Cripps, yep. who's still three months away. Yep. So would you would you move Jamie Cripps? They're now saying Liam Ryan. Okay. Well, that was a tear, hamstring ten tear to, off the bone, wasn't it? So ten to, still 10 weeks, Liam Ryan. So, you know, you could put two of them on the long-term injury list and then have a look at a couple mm. in the mid-season draft. Tom Cole's the other one. So I think it's worth doing. And well, I think they're seriously looking at that now. So Nick Nat is about seven to eight weeks away. And this is what I've been told. Nick Nat's about two months away still. And at that stage, they'll probably reassess and go, do we want to play him? Is it worth it? Do we give him a bit of a touch and a feel, you know, because he's got one more year? Or do we give him his final match and say goodbye? All those decisions have to be made. Same with Luke Shuey. But probably Tom Cole, Jamie Cripps, or uh, you wouldn't probably with Liam Ryan, I suppose. But, yeah, that's a very good email. Long-term injury list. So, I think, Barra, Jermaine is this week's winner. Yeah. Congratulations, Jermaine. You win a 30-can block of Great Northern Super Crisp. Please send your details uh, to quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au and we will get a voucher to you. We hope you enjoy that 30-can block. We are sure you will. Thank you, Barra. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Good luck yeah, with buddy. your tips this weekend and we will talk to you on Tuesday when we review the round of football. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe and, of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.